0: Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and co-creator of the new series, Drawing Blood. You're listening to me on canned air.
1: To another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And returning to the show today, uh, we had this gentleman on the show not too long ago. Had a hell of a good time with him. uh, Wanted to talk about his show, comics, watching comics on Amazon Video. Back to talk about season six. We welcome back Kevin Goatee. Thanks so much for being back with us, Kevin.
0: Always a pleasure. Thanks for the uh, the return journey with you guys. It's always a pleasure. We're
1: going to have a hell of a time today. I Indeed. think it's going to be fun. Our... And dodge that sophomore slump. Have a
2: show every bit as good as the first one. <laughs> <There we> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> Excellent
1: In our retro roundtable, this was Jake's idea. We're going to be talking yeah. about the best, I guess, our favorite bad games, and that can be video board party game. Like what you, you know, it of...
2: sucks, but God help you, it
1: just it does something for you. Any game you can think of. Any game you can think of. So I think that'll be fun. A lot of fun. Um, it challenged me, which is a good thing when doing this segment. It's, I, don't, I think if they roll off too easily, then it just becomes a list yeah, that you rattle off. But when you have to sit and think about it, there's a story behind it. Seeds a little conversation. I like it. Uh, then in the
2: comic vault, what are we talking about, gentlemen? I got something uh, called Tunnel, one of the many short comics by Ryan Andrews. Okay. It's a nice little self-contained kind of existentially terrifying deal with a really, uh, really striking, almost somewhat minimal art style. I'm, I'm loving it, so I'm eager to talk. Should
1: that it. sound familiar to me for any reason? That sounds kind of familiar.
2: I don't believe I've talked about it in the past,
1: but, 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 not that you have. Is it somebody maybe we've encountered at a con? I wonder. I don't know. Hmm.
3: Sounds, sounds familiar. familiar.
1: Not to you? mm Okay. Maybe I'm just hearing things up my ass. I don't know. <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> what about you?
3: Mine was a fun one. Uh, Battle Pug. Come to find out that five minutes before I left to come here
2: that we've already talked about it on the show. But it's a great one. But, yeah. it was. It's worth one. mentioning again. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. A few of the things we'll be talking about there, and then we're going to turn our full attention over to Kevin and talk about season six of Comics Watching Comics. But before we do all of that, Mr. Runyon... Twitter, and Instagram, and Facebook, I've said it a million
2: times, I'm going to say it a million more. If you like us, if you like what we do, please head to one or all of these three social networking outlets and like, share, and retweet, and just get involved, because we like the interaction. We like to know people are listening, and we like to tailor what we do to those people. You know, so if you've got suggestions, comments, concerns, you know what, I'll even take hate mail. Yeah, whatever. There you go. I still fantasize about getting hate mail one of these days. Like, yes, my reach is big enough. (laughs) We're finally pissing
1: people off.
3: Someone could do like Conan and do hate mail.
1: Oh, like read the shit on the mean tweets. What'd you call it? Hate mail? Hate hate mail. Oh, just hate mail. Is that like
0: like hate mail and (laughs) taints?
1: I think. Do I just have a stroke? What happened? I think so. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, head on down, follow, retweet, like, share on Twitter and Facebook. No. On Twitter, we are at Canned air pod. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Canned underscore air. Nope. Did I mix those up? It's air pod for Facebook. Facebook and Twitter, at Canned air pod. Instagram, at Canned underscore air.
1: Welcome there to we Cam Dare, Jake. We'll, Hi, we'll yeah. walk yeah. you around the we'll studio and show you the place after we are done this <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: oh, Lord. Any Um Also, uh, Patreon. You know? Oh, yeah. We, oh, we yeah. work reasonably hard, I'd like to think. and We make this show available for free, but it's not really free to make. So no. if you appreciate what we're doing, throw a couple of bucks our way. It doesn't take much. goes a very long way. If you hit that $5 mark, you have access to our Founders Club Patreon-exclusive podcast, which is a hell of a lot of fun to make, and uh, I think people enjoy it quite a bit as well.
1: From yeah. what we've heard, yeah. The, yeah, for sure. Uh, we do it once a month, and uh, next month, gentlemen, will be one year? or No, we're coming up on the year. Almost a year, yeah. yeah. On a year. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That gives you an idea how many episodes are out there. What eleven, I think now. Did we just record eleven? I never remember the numbers. It doesn't matter. There's episodes to listen to. that two numbers. That's what I'm getting at with two numbers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So five dollars gets you access to all that. And if you're going to a Wizard World convention, at checkout in the promo box, can there no space? Get a cool ten percent off your con ticket expenses. Anything else, gentlemen? I think Let's that covers it. it. Let's kick it off with this week's retro roundtable. Yeah. And here we go. Oh. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> All right, guys. The best, worst games. Uh, Jake, this is your yeah, category. I'll, kick will us off. Us off. I'm going to start
2: us off with a video game. I've got some more analog options here, but this is the thing that kind of brought it to
1: mind. I swear to God, if you say Witcher... There... Uh, what was the other one? Uh, uh, Dark, Souls Dark, Souls. Dark Souls. Jeremy, I would never say no, that those because those be, are phenomenal yeah. games. Uh, they just seem to work their way into every, every game Not category. And I was like, he's found Not another way to bring them up. A Hellraiser right, game. All
2: right, so anyway, long before The Witcher became the big hit it is today. <laughs> no. Um, when I was younger, uh, my pride and joy was my Nintendo 64. I got it as a gift for getting through, I think, the second grade. And it was the biggest, most interesting, expensive thing I owned. And it was mine. Mm -hmm. I didn't share it with my sister. I mean, I did, but it wasn't like a joint thing. We had to share as much as we
1: didn't want to. It didn't
2: belong to my parents, but I got to use it. Like, it was my Nintendo. And I was protective of it, and I loved the damn thing. And I used to go to Blockbuster every week and rent a new game and try them out. And, And it was weird, because when I was younger, I didn't have a concept of bad games. There were games that I really, really liked, some games I could do without, but I never blamed the game. I always just assumed, like, oh, this isn't for me, or oh, I'm not very good. So when I brought home Superman 64 that oh, one a the fateful <laughs> I played a few minutes of that absolute reeking dumpster fire, and I thought that I sucked. Getting caught in walls and glitched out, this and that, and just not having any fun at all, I'm like, man... What a shame that I'm not better at this game. I can actually have fun playing it.
1: Did you ever get past the opening ring thing? Absolutely not. No. Let me tell you what kind of patience I had. I (laughs) beat it. Not the game. But the opening. The opening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I did get three levels in, and uh, it did get more fun once you got in. Controls were still horrible, but Yeah. Perfect example of the game that qualifies this this uh, category. <laughs> but, right, you know, there.
2: when I first got it home, I was excited and playing around with it for a while. I was like, "Yeah, it was a Christmas sweet. gift for me, and I have oh, it downstairs." You owned it.
1: Yeah, oh, I've I'm still sorry. got it downstairs wow. in my collection. Uh, but yeah, it, I've, I, it'll probably never like go into the was game in slot again console yeah. again. No. <laughs> no.
2: You know, that, that game popped into my head not too long ago, and I decided to look up some reviews from that time just for shits and giggles, see if I wasn't the only one. And I saw one from long ago from uh, GameSpot, and uh, their little blurb to sum up the review was, Superman 64 exists solely... To be a firm establishment of the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't yeah. even played that game. I don't even remember that for Nintendo 64. I did Nintendo 64 as well. And uh, but it never, it, I never even heard of that one. I missed that one. That's
3: geez. for the
2: best, I think.
3: That came out around when the animated series came out. Yeah, man. yeah, because yeah.
2: yeah, it was very much in that style, real blocky face.
3: Yeah. that's exactly.
1: Yeah, it was that yeah. Bruce Tim uh, style yeah. of animation for sure, and. I wonder. I was just sitting here thinking as you were talking about it. I wonder if there were any uh, level, like stage jumping, like codes for that game. Because that's a good question. If you could maybe jump ahead past that bullshit, there's some playable time. There? Yeah. You know, there. I think there might be again, not a good game in there, but no, some but playable content.
2: Small amount of entertainment. I yeah. Mean, when you're the most powerful person on earth, surely
1: there's some fun to be Sure. Dead, right? Sure. Kevin, what about you?
0: I have a few I wrote down for my Super Nintendo days. Terminator 2, a side-scrolling game, which is just bad, but it's this <laughs> nice trip down memory lane for the movie. Um, Beavis and Butthead. Oh, and, oh I... and Power Raiders game, which, very easy, but... And I hate when people do this, but... It's in the sense very racist, and I again I hate pull this out. This is with, with an uber uber liberals are doing. If you look at the Morphin Power Rangers game, and you go look at the Black Ranger, it is like a like like a one of those like renditions you saw. Oh my with, like, god, yeah. Go Google Black Rangers uh, Power Ranger Super Nintendo. It's just like uh, I'm, I'm trying to think the exact term it is. I know exactly um, what you mean. But I was like, Jesus! I mean, I played it again because I have it, the the mini NES Classic, mini NES Classic. But it, it, it is like, holy shit! I'm like, that wow! I didn't realize know, that, that game was on that, was that console. console. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I downloaded a bunch of them. I go, wow! It's like, um, what's the? I forgot what it's called, but it's like when the old, uh, you know, the exaggerated, you know, all that stuff. Take a look at it and you go, holy shit! So just for that.
1: And it's such a touchy thing because, you know, I know how to describe it, but I don't even want to because it sounds so horrible. But I know I know what you're talking about, because I just uh, within the past. Well, just this past May, there was a gaming convention that came to town and I picked up that game. Uh, I also have Beavis and Butthead downstairs, and that's another one that just makes you want to pull your hair out. It's, like, unplayable almost. It is a but, nightmare, dude. Right? But, um, You've got no time to react to anything. I noticed that in the Power Ranger game, because I thought, holy shit, man. That is, like, that is noticeable. That's some Jim Crow shit. That's some kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean,
0: you're to go, all right, everyone's trying to make something out, like, you know, oh, that's just racist. Like, now, relax. Like, we don't have to go and, and be a hero for everything, but I'm watching, I play the game and go, Wow. <laughs> uh, the Japanese just did not give a fuck back in nineteen ninety four or whatever, five or whatever. Pirate just came out. But yeah, that was I mean it was really egregious. So there you go. Those are my three games I pulled out.
1: Yeah, it's oh my god. I'm looking it at gets still worse and worse. It gets so much worse. Look at that. God. It looks like um the way they used to <laughs> portray African American people in like late 1800s like slave auction kind of things like yeah, just in a horrible horrible light not that that was ever their intention here i mean they're using the best you know they they've got i don't think anyone's... at least i hope not sat here with racist intention when designing this game at the same time <clears throat> i can't imagine anyone designing this game went like yeah this is what a person looks like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it so doesn't far even look, look like but like like when person. you're using no. only a few pixels yeah I don't know, but my God! I mean,
0: a few pixels. I mean, I. I mean, how many games we played before where, you know, obviously a ton of black characters, but you're like, they went above and beyond to to go. We don't give a shit, and we don't even care, and <laughs> no one's gonna notice. Cause it's the Power Rangers, but you know, when is that exaggerated? You're like wow, <laughs> wow! It's <laughs> a nice yeah. little time. It's like it's, new, it's like the Minstrel Show. That's what. It's, that's what I'm trying to think of. Those old Minstrel Show cartoons, or yes, are yes. That's, that's there. You go, guys. I knew I'd get to it. Like uh, there are
1: some old like uh, Looney Tunes and like yeah, Tom and no, Jerry yeah. that are banned for that Dark kind of stuff. stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean with Looney Tunes, I mean that, that was very propagandized, especially with World War II. If you catch some of those, you know, like all right, I get it. You want to be pro-America in time of World War II, fine. and Sometimes, you know, even the, the, the crows in Disney, you're like, all right, you know, it's not the best look. But I mean, but again, that's like the 40s. Is it for, you know, it's a little more excused there for then because it's just, you know, that was the time and now it's like, Dude, that was the '90s. Like, let's let's <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So, anyway, I, I, that's that just struck me as odd for sure. Jesus,
1: I I haven't thought about that in a minute. Like, it came rushing back as soon as you said that. I have to save this picture now. I gotta is that your
0: avatar? For of you uh, play uh, Fortnite online or whatever?
1: No, I don't. Play no. It <laughs> I, I I want to. I think I've tried it before. Wasn't there a free version on Xbox that we? tried It is once? free. Is it free? Yeah, you don't want to play it though. Why?
3: PUBG is better, even though you got to pay it. It
1: Okay, well you know what? I don't have a PS4 to play fucking Spider Man, so I got to make do.
0: (laughs) I got it. I didn't play it yet though. But is it good or no?
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: I'm still on Far Cry Five again, playing it through again, which is insane. Kevin, uh,
1: you just have to open your front door and listen closely and you'll hear good reviews on the yeah, game. Yeah. Like, they're coming No, 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 I of, already
0: it. I, I have it everywhere. sitting right on top of my PS4. I just want to make sure it's, uh, you know, it's as delightful as advertised.
2: It should be coming in from the fillings on your teeth at this point. Yeah, no <laughs>
0: shit. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I, I said it's dope. I was curious if you guys actually had it and played it, but all right.
3: Jack, what do you got? The old Atari game that I loved when I was a kid, but play it now. There's no way. No, no, no. That's what I was going to say. No, Yars Revenge. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah. There's really no point and no end, of course, because it was Atari and those games didn't really have ending then. But right now with the controls... There's too simple, maybe. I don't know. My reaction time isn't as good as is. got to guide
2: that rocket thing into him and
3: then dodge the, the spiraling yeah. death sphere when it comes shooting
2: out at you. Yeah. It's one Fun of those play, things. I can't, can't play it anymore. And you I've just throw it. your hands up and you're like,
1: yep. all right. That game uh, actually was like one of the only uh, Atari titles to have a story. Have a story it yep. yeah, It came it?
3: with a comic to
1: it. Yeah. Right. I got that comic on the shelf back yep, here somewhere. But. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I was right in the same boat with Kevin. I thought you were going to say E.T. because, no, no, no. as horrible as that game was as a kid, as much as I loved E.T., I would play the shitty game sure. just simply because it was E.T. I played that game when I was a kid, and I, I didn't understand. It. I couldn't do anything. I'd fall in the pit, and that was it. So I, it'd come but at the back the same out time, of the system. I'm E.T. You know, <laughs> wow, that's all it took. All right, what do I have here? This is a uh, board game. I don't know if you guys remember uh, Tornado Rex at all. No. No, no. this was... damned
2: if that doesn't sound familiar, though.
1: It was a, uh, you know, a generic take on, like, the Tasmanian devil, I guess. But the the whole board, it came in a great big box. I have it in the basement still. I don't have all the pieces, so we couldn't play it. Otherwise, we would be playing the shit right now. (laughs) seriously. (laughs) But uh, it comes in two pieces, and it assembles into, like, this... uh, I don't know, a path that folds over itself about four times, winding up the cliff to a mountaintop. And all you, the game pieces are these little hikers, and you have to roll dice and draw cards, you know. So many steps ahead, so many steps back. Here comes an avalanche. That sets you back this so far. But the whole point is to get to the top, to the summit, without encountering Tornado Rex, the beast who lives up there. And all this thing was was like a wind-up uh, top, that you set down on the top of the mountain peak. And then when you hit a button, this top would come spinning down. I was like fireball, fireball alley. I think it was fireball Island. Fireball Island shit. Right.
0: I was going to say that for this. <laughs> I had, that's still a staple in my family. Whenever we get together, it's still a staple in my family. That game is insane. And it's provided many hours of, Hilarity, uh, hatred, and constant cheating.
1: (laughs) Fireball Island. You know, I'm sure this has been... This gimmick has been used across many different games. Oh sure, but uh, I've never heard of Fireball Island. So is it? Does it sound like I just described? Game yeah, it's for a
3: big game? volcano with a path going up it, and you got to knock the ball off, and hopefully it doesn't roll down the path you're on and knock. Uh, it Uh
0: no, sir. I will take it from here. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> you must capture a jewel, which is at the top of the of the island, and then escape with said jewel. Uh, from everybody else, and, and then not get fireballed in the process. That is the goal of Fireball Island.
1: This looks way more elaborate than Tornado Rex. <laughs> this looks fun.
0: This looks, <laughs> it looks is fun. Is <inaudible> blast something. and the glass is. Uh, What's your face in the Jersey Shore would say? It is a fun ass game.
1: Mm, I'm gonna have to play that. That looks fun.
0: I'll do one more for you If you watch the movie Big, which we all have I think in the background where the infamous keyboard Seat goes down, there are a Shitload of Fireball Islands Stacked up on each other So the, To the oh, point where for real? I was watching Big I took the picture of it and I sent it to all my family members And they got a kick out of it So That's, oh, uh, that's
2: nice, that's cool So I, I was looking at pictures Of Tornado Rex while you described this And damn, that is A shameless, blatant uh, Tasmanian Devil rip-off.
1: Oh, there's no doubt. It's just a pallet swap. He's got the same shape <laughs> and everything. He really does. He really does. But, um, you know, I think I played the game maybe a couple times, but the most fun I had with it was just setting up these little hikers like they were bowling pins and sending this top going down to see how through. far across the room he could yeah. knock them.
2: Well, that's what happens with those board games where they sell them on the gimmick, like oh god, what was it, Mousetrap? I was just going to yeah, say, I very Mousetrap,
1: so Syndrome here. Mouth Forty-five minutes of setup, fifteen seconds of gameplay. Okay, so there were no dice. You just drew cards to see how many steps you moved forward, and then if you drew the Tornado Rex card, uh oh, everybody fucking loses because it's such a narrow path. Like it looks like up the mountain there are paths you can take to that'll get you around a tornado rex attack, but it takes like more four extra spaces. Four extra spaces to walk them than to take the two that, that lead you right in his path. I, don't know, I want to play it now. I'd <laughs> <laughs> make for a cool video. <clears throat> All right, Jake, we are back to you. Let's talk about shitty board games while we're on the subject. Uh,
2: Candyland. When I was very, Shitty. very, very young, I always got excited to play Candyland mm-hmm. with the family. And I don't know how much you remember of Candyland.
1: I have never played Candyland. Okay,
2: well, let me sum it up for you, because there's not much to it. It is a game bereft of skill.
1: The cards have colors <laughs> that you move yeah. to the next color. I mean, right? aren't it? all board games pretty much that same way? Well, there's no element of strategy. Sorry, has strategy. Yeah, you there. no you do realize Candyland?
0: that Candyland was built in mind for those, I think the ages were like, what? Two two years and about two to six years of age. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> taking a
1: preschool toy to task, just
0: Well,
2: hear me out. You can make a, kid, a kid's game, a board game for young, young children, and it can still be worth something. Candyland's not worth a shit, all right? It's got colorful little squares, red and green and yellow and purple and whatever the fuck, and you draw cards that have a corresponding color and you move to the next space of that color. That's it? That, was that's there more
3: it. to it than that? No.
2: Sometimes you get a face card that takes you ahead in the game, but it would never take you backwards, so it's okay. You can only make progress. <laughs> it was like, as soon as you set the deck of card downs, your fate was preordained. Someone was going to win, the rest yeah. were going to lose, based on the order of those cards. And you get to the last space, and it's like a wild space. So
1: That's, that's the way it. poker is, though, too. And you'd cheer because you'd win. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, you can but kinda... you're playing your
2: opponent yeah. in poker you've got a shitty hand, it's you true. can bluff the other guys. In Candyland, you are totally at the mercy of the order of these cards. And boy, I loved it when I was tiny. But mm-hmm.
1: growing growing up, I realized pretty quickly, I'm like, this is bullshit, isn't it? This kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> there was a turtle game, uh, board game, that came mm-hmm. out that was very much, I think, using the Candyland template yeah. like that. Because again, I ended up just playing with the little cardboard characters instead of playing the stupid game itself. Right. but all right, uh, Kevin. We are back to you.
0: I didn't like bases loaded. I'm sorry. I, I'm a baseball stars guy. Bases loaded was kind of weak. Base, baseball stars, you could create your own players and all that shit, get points and create your own team. Base, bases loaded, I know for some reason was just kind of weak. I know. I'm no, sorry. Not bases loaded. The regular old base, like Nintendo baseball, like that was, that was kind of okay. half-assed. Not a fan of that. I'm uh, so they came out with different baseball games, got better. Of course, Ken Griffey Jr. baseball being the best. Thank you very much. But uh, that was a weak one. I thought I was not. My parents were proud of getting baseball, you know, getting that free for Christmas. You go, ah. And they were too happy with my ah on Christmas Day. So go figure.
1: Only time I ever had a baseball game was on my Atari 2600, and I think that's the last time I've ever had a baseball. I won for game. my Game Gear. Okay, that, that was wow.
0: That's a shout from the past.
1: Yeah. I need to get mine out I haven't played that thing In a while It's so much so fun good. Yeah. So fun Columns oh, man. dude Columns is the days. shit Oh my god I've got that Theme music
2: From Columns On my phone Ready to go At a moment's notice And oh. you know
1: what else I've got on my game gear What's that Power Rangers
2: Fuck yeah I wonder man. if there's any
1: Racist shit in that game oh, bet there is Cleaned it, is. it up Probably a little bit Probably is I mean, isn't that The whole reason They got rid of uh, The the uh, I don't remember The girl's name Who played Trini as the Yellow Ranger, she was Asian. As the Yellow right. Ranger, Treaty.
0: Treaty was her name.
1: Yeah, and then the African American guy as the Black Ranger. You know, it way two to like, color. Yeah, yeah. did so. Yeah, after that they kind of switched up the colors. It's like you
2: don't understand. Everyone stays in their place.
1: Yeah, but then they like they switched uh, the sex of the people, and they put what the uh, the African American girl in the yellow, and then the Asian guy. In, yeah, <laughs> in the black. It's like they just hit the shuffle button. <laughs> As Bill Black. Laugh. Laugh. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> it had been you crazy. They brought in bitches. the New Rangers, and they start going you for the two for two. it, too. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Hold on there. <laughs> that one's not
0: for There's you. There's a system in place here.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, who are we back to, Jack? Mine is a card game, beloved card game, that they turned digital. Oh. Which is Uno. Uno. Fuck. I don't sucks. think... UNO qualifies for this category. Why? Because that is a great game. It is a great game, but if you want to play online with your friends... Remember we got duped oh, into you know, spending I, ten bucks on that one on three or on the Xbox and then I don't up think he was none. in
1: on that. Me, Jack and Kyle one night, maybe you were, we all got the Uno bug and we're like, Let's get Uno on the Xbox one and we'll all sit at home and play. Uno. I was definitely Kyle not part first.
2: of this. I got burnt out on Uno in a big way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is after we thought that knitting uh, quilts wouldn't be a fun idea right, that yeah. night, you know, so doing crosswords and shit <laughs> like that. But this it, no. it was
2: my Reno trip. I guess my buddy and his roommates had this grand tradition. Game night, Uno was the big centerpiece. They'd play Risk, they'd play this and that, then they'd play fucking Uno. And they had all of these custom cards they made where they just take a Sharpie and scrawl over another card. One of them, was, it was like the nuclear bomb, and you had to pick up all the discards, and guess whose stupid ass got that every oh single time? God. It was me. And then they did hey, another Oh,
0: shit, I guess wrong. Oh, no, not the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, man. The thing with Brooke and I, we will buy Uno decks, we'll lose them. We go buy another one, lose them. Go buy another one, lose them. So there's all kinds of Uno decks around this place. We used to play. Insulated the walls. <laughs> used Super to play vicious. viciously, and we would play. <laughs> we had some friends back home that we would go over to their house like around, I don't know, ten, eleven o'clock at night, and we'd stay up to like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning playing. <laughs> play we had friends that we did that too and my god was it fun and sometimes we just you know play while we talk other times we had pen and paper out we were like get to get the score scores. and like taking it pretty seriously but uh yeah what a fun game but yeah we we all Chipped in the ten dollars at night to buy it, and then the online does not work. Yeah, they didn't support <laughs> it at all, and you can so only play by yourself. We all no. all downloaded it. Sat there, waited. None of us could Oh considered. man! Bullshit
3: game. Glad I
2: wasn't there for that. And Holy after that, shit. we
3: just sent Kyle all kind of pictures of lemons. After that,
2: <laughs> oh just yeah, let him the, eat it. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like,
2: I, I remember that.
1: Some kind of fucking lemon apocalypse. <laughs> sold us a lemon cow. <laughs> that was hilarious. I just, like
2: woke up, to all these messages, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because, like, overnight we just bombarded him with lemon <laughs> gifts <Yep>. and pictures. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a right. Great game, but, yeah, that video game blew. Well, that was dog shit. <laughs> Ten <laughs> bucks
1: down the shitter. What a shame. I will end the segment, as we're running a little long, uh, with this game that I thought was fantastic. It did not get a good rating, but it was an Xbox game. Um, Obi-Wan. Did you guys play this? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. It it, it was just You play as Obi-Wan Through the Phantom Menace events And um, I think the reason It didn't do well Is because of the controls On it Mm. This was not a game Where say X swings You know In from the right Or if you hit Y He'll swing it a different way Like One joystick Controlled which way You walked The other joystick Was your lightsaber In in kind of a way The way The way you would move it Almost like in a Wii controller It would follow your movement And I don't think a lot of people got that because I think it got accused of sloppy controls but i i melded with it sure and it made it to this day has been one of the most elaborate like lightsaber fighting games i've ever played i've never seen anything come like the follow ups to that were like then the movie games and they were just so generic like
0: <laughs> do you remember episode 1 for playstation what a piece of shit that was
1: no i don't Mm-mm. i don't i had it. it was terrible i remember the pod racer game for yeah, 64 I had that. Yeah. How
0: was that? I mean that video game it was okay in the arcade, but I mean I don't remember it being Oh,
1: the very... arcade experience is so much better yeah, than yeah. the sixty well, four experience. But, yeah. but um I remember that game being borderline unplayably hard. Yeah, no, there was, was, was brutal. What was the there was uh, another Star Wars was it just Rogue One on Rogue Squadron, maybe. Rogue Squadron, yeah, thank you.
0: That was a good
1: one. That was good. Damn good game. They have all the Rogue Squad. What there was three of them? FMV cutscenes and all that. Yeah, between consoles, I think there were three to four of the, those games, and uh, I adored all of them. They were yeah. so good because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a certain game. It wasn't like okay, Do this is a run and slash. Also, remember was
0: it the, was the Boba Fett one for PS2? I believe. Yes,
1: the Bounty Hunter. The bounty hunter. I had,
0: I had That's that.
1: That's it. That's a that was pretty decent. That was. And what about um oh uh, uh there was a like a a clone the commi- Republic Commando. Republic? So that was amazing. no, no, no,
0: no. Shadow, Shadow of the Empire for 64. That was fucking dope. That was oh, a really good game. Yeah, was that? Was like
1: Drax? Dash Rendar. Dash, Dash Rendar. Rendar. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was a good game. Damn. So many yeah. good Star Wars games to look back so on. So
2: many shitty ones. It's like so watch. There's so more, many great times. More titles. good than shitty, I'll say.
1: Yeah. Buying a Star Wars game back in the day was like playing Russian roulette. Like, you just don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Flip a coin on this Yeah, one. Russian roulette with three chambers loaded instead oh, of just boy. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on. That was a lot of fun, though. I still have a shit ton of titles here. This I is know. one we need to revisit. I think so. So, uh, but uh, before we do that, we have merch for sale, ladies and gentlemen. Society6.com forward slash canned pod. T-shirts, mugs. Posies, decals, oh, blocks, towels, losing momentum, bathroom mats, <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to say. Condoms. Despair. Condoms, oh, yeah. the canned condom. <laughs>
0: Uno decks.
1: Oh boy. Oh shit. That'd be cool. I wonder if you can do that. Like, I know there are, you can like, probably certain companies order customized like playing card decks. I yeah. wonder if Uno offers that same kind of service. Oh, I know. Shit, you guys. You know what? Throughout the rest of this month and I think into October, keep
3: an eye on our Instagram, well, not Instagram, Facebook, social media stuff because they're doing a lot of sales on different
1: stuff. Jake, you hear that? Oh, yeah. You're going to be on that, right? (coughs) That's me. On Twitter. The guy who's on stuff. He's on it. He's going to be letting you know when that that sale's coming around. So you can be like, wow, I can save, what, 10% off my my T-shirt? Is that typically what it is? Usually 25.
2: Or our canned air condoms. Get a little canned air on you or in you. Done and done.
3: Midnight Pacific on Monday. Today, 30% off. It
1: ends tonight. So so they won't. You, so. you, you already missed out. The so. thing is that we're recording this three days before the post. If you were watching social media back in the past. For the next would, ten minutes only. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, Society6.com forward slash Bod. Go buy some shit, people. All right. With that, let's swing open the door to the comic vaults. Where should we start this week? I got a little something. Do you? Yeah. Uh,
2: like I said, Tunnel by Ryan Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you find him on Twitter at hey Ryan a, HeyRyanA, i uh, I'm going to give you the full rundown of this comic because it's short and he's got a lot of stuff out there and it's all phenomenal, so I don't feel like I'm taking too much from him. But it's a very simple premise. You start with a guy who's taking a bath. And you notice there's a tile on his wall that's loose. It falls off the wall into the tub and there's a hole in behind it. Just a, just emptiness. He looks at it closely, blinks, and thinks he sees a little tiny humanoid figure in the hole. Shakes his head and it's gone. So he gets up to investigate, starts pulling away tiles, and it's this huge hole into a tunnel, somehow, impossibly. He flashes a light inside, and it's full of these roaches. Freakishly large bugs that swarm him M-M and out and burst through the window, and not knowing what else to do, he crawls inside. And the hole gets bigger and longer. Again, there's no way it could be contained in this space in his home until he finds he's in this warren. And suddenly, he's about the size of a roach. And these horrible insects are colossal, chasing him toward the other end. He finally sees a light on the outside, takes a step. He looks down, and it cuts to that panel of him in the bath looking up at what he thinks is a humanoid figure in the hole in his wall. It's this little Kafka-esque nightmare just going on a loop. And I thought that wow. was pretty wild, you know?
1: It, it, no so It's starting to sound like being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> kind of gives
2: off that vibe. But yeah, just a sort of understated, creepy, existentially weird vibe. And uh, very much in line with what this guy does. And it's all wonderful. So I'd urge anyone to check him out at HeyRyanA. Uh, I'll be posting pictures and links and all that noise. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a nice little... Uh, like getting getting stuck in with that one. It was it was a nice little diversion, almost like mm. a palate cleanser from the stuff I'm used to reading.
1: <laughs> fucks with your head, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Cool. Jack, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go
2: next.
3: Jake brought this one back in December last year, but I didn't realize it until <laughs> I didn't
1: think he did a good enough job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not I'm sure try how it's this done. <laughs> God, called Battle
3: Pug from Mike Norton. He's at The Mike Norton. He's also on Facebook. At the Battle Pug comic, I believe it is. But it starts out kind of like the Princess Bride. It's a person telling a couple other beings a story. And the beings are two pugs, and it's this hot woman laying in bed naked. Oh, I forgot that's how it opens up. She's gorgeous, man. Every time it cut back to her telling a story, just watch those panels for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're all stuck
2: together. But she
3: tells them the story of Battle Pug, which is about this... Oh kind of an Eskimo-esque tribe in the northern lands of a land far away that there was this little boy that loved to play with toys and just live life, and his mom loved him. The dad was mad because he didn't want to be a hunter. He didn't want to go the way the men do. And the dad ended up going on the big hunt with the rest of the warriors in the tribe, never to be seen again. Next thing you know, a giant harp seal, baby baby cute little white seal. (laughs) Giant. Huge. A
2: gigantic baby seal.
3: Yeah. Comes and just destroys the whole town. (laughs) Only one left is the kid. And he vows, you know, that he's not going to be able to play anymore, that he's going to get revenge. Next comes up a bunch of little elves dressed in red and green stripes. (laughs) They take him farther north to where they live, the the elf city, I can't remember what it was called, and bring him to their king, which is a kind of a, a heavy set guy in a red long jacket with a long white beard. Who the, could it be? Yeah. There's candy canes all <laughs> over the place. And they bring him to the king. It's and, Satan,
1: isn't it? <laughs> Satan.
3: <laughs> they bring him to the king and let him know what happened. And the king says, yeah, he can stay here as a servant. So the kid le- lives there for the next so many years as a servant during the day. And at night, they had him basically as a gladiator. So oh, wow. Okay. So he ends up turning into a, a you know, he kind of looks like conan when he gets older long black hair super muscular and then all of a sudden i guess that baby seal grew up and decided to attack these people <laughs> <laughs> so he decides i'm going to tell the king i'll go ahead and take care of this cuz this is what ha- he you know this being this seal destroyed my town so i'm going to go ahead and kill it so he takes a candy cane destroys the seal goes back to the king and the king's appreciative Says you can be free now of your slavery. <laughs> so <laughs> as the, the child, he doesn't ever have a name. He's not a child anymore. He's a man. He decides that he's going to go ahead and live his life and leave. And as you see him walking away from the town that he was living in with the elves and Santa, it's all on fire. He just destroys that whole place.
1: You know... What is it about the baby seal that's so attractive to some of these comic artists? It made me think <laughs> it's, of the Crawdad's it's a theme. Yeah, Crawdad's Welcome, where the baby seal is plowing the dude's wife at the end. <laughs> yeah, of the comic. That's I, Yeah, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yep. my favorite part. It's so is, funny. He's got those little flippers, and he's just pushing
2: on a tits. He's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. It's
3: like <laughs> such a ginger <laughs> hole. he's
2: got there. Oh my god, oh, that was funny. It had me cracking
3: lab. up later on because as the the warriors walking. Through the the forest or whatever, he hears like a couple grunts and snorts behind him. He turns around and there's this giant pug sitting there staring at him.
2: So it's he like thinks the size of battle cat. Though. It's okay.
3: huge. It's like it's probably two stories tall. I don't know. It's huge. Giant. It's like yeah. Clifford. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He looks at it like it's a threat. Takes his sword. Whips the sword at him. and The pug just kind of dodges it. Turns around and runs for the sword. Fetches it. <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden he one he comes up to another town that's decimated finds this witch giant witch frog that destroyed that town <laughs> and he's getting ready to to kill the warrior next thing you so know you see a sword coming through the the back of the frog the dog brought the sword
1: back stabbed the the frog i wonder if kevin would mind me calling this episode giant witch frog <laughs> <laughs> boys it's your show dudes <laughs> I think we have a working title, boys. Giant witch frog. It is. Well,
2: you know that is what they
1: called me in high school. So. <laughs> Look at this guy. Zing,
3: zing. Very good. Later on, as the warrior makes friends with the pug, he's riding him across this big open prairie. They find about four or five guys standing in the middle of the prairie, and they're all saying, "You can't come past here. Don't come past here." The warrior takes it as a threat and was like, "What are you gonna, are you gonna hurt us?" He's like, "No. There's evil beings out in there. That they, there used to be ten of us. They're all dead now." And he's like, where? I don't see anything. Next thing you know, you see just a bunch of groundhogs popping their heads up. <laughs> so he's like, whatever. So he goes out to kill the groundhogs. Next thing you know, all the groundhogs jump out of their holes and form this giant groundhog. Oh, man,
1: really? <laughs> yeah, it was so freaky looking. Misty looked over. She's like, what the hell is that thing? It's like, this story is Great pretty question. damn good. Yeah. Like the, the guy on Rick and Morty who's made of ants. <laughs> yep.
2: a million, or is it billion ants? How many ants is he? I don't
3: remember. <laughs> I don't remember.
1: Yeah. Oh, very good, though. At the Power of a Million Ants. What was it called again? Battle Pug. Battle Pug. Totally worth checking out. I love that one. All right. It's for sale
3: on Amazon, also. It's 300 and some pages, and he finished it a couple years ago, actually. Right. So it's
1: actually a, a complete story. <laughs> a book that's finished is a book I like to buy. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Very good. Um, I am kind of splitting my uh, vault entry here between two things. One, I. I'm going to touch on my free comic book day Bongo Comics Simpson's offering. If there's one thing you can always count on with free comic book days, if you get out early enough, there's always one of these every mm-hmm. year. It's a it's a Simpson comic just packed full of um, little shorts. Some of the, some of the old Bongo Comics back in the day, they were uh, complete stories, like linear stories. Like I, there was a whole Bartman series that ran. Which was fun, but these are more in the vein of, like, uh, kind of Mad Magazine, where it's just a bunch of different artists and writers do a bunch of different small sketches. Like a one-page story? Some of them, not all of them, but uh, the ones I'm talking about are those said (laughs) (laughs) one-pagers. But uh, one of them is Hibbert, just doing a Be Aware and Play With Care when it comes to video games, talking about how he had a... Bad uh, experience playing Pac-Man once Where he played it so long That he was trying to eat dots And hunt ghosts in his sleep Or some shit I don't remember But it shows all these different things Like you can get Like Millhouse getting a cramped thumb From playing too much oh. uh, well, I don't remember these twins names From the show Playing Dance Dance Revolution And their legs for some reason are Have gone out of control And are breaking from playing too much Walking into shit <laughs> Breaking your back from twisting with the Wii—it's Like all these ridiculous examples All very real concerns. Exactly, yes. but then by the end of it um, Hibbert's hooked on a game himself And then that just ends the PSA And there's another one here Where it's called Custy Custy Crusty's catchphrase corner There, I can talk <laughs> But he goes, hey kids, remember when everyone was saying That's what she said Well, too bad because we're sending it uh, up this month's Krusty's catchphrase corner, and there's a sheep saying bah. Well, that's what sheep said. There's a sheep on a camel. My <laughs> camel doesn't Ooh, like me Ooh. anymore.
0: Go behave. <laughs>
1: that, that's what sheik said. Charlie Sheen sitting on his couch saying winning. That's what Sheen said. You get the idea of where this is going. Horrible Krusty mm-hmm. mm-hmm. jokes, but that's kind of the point with Krusty, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that's all I wanted to touch on really quick. I finally picked up the 2016 edition <laughs> and gave it a look. It tells you about how vested I am in, in them, but at hey, the same time, current. I have all of them from the past years. So, so how big the stack of comics you have to pick from is. I've always got something to read. <laughs> I've always got something to read. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, though, here in the comic vault was uh, I wanted to kind of direct people over to a GoFundMe that's going on. Uh, Some fellow podcasters, uh, we don't know them personally, but they're definitely in our uh, web of... Uh, fellow podcasters mm-hmm. uh, we call Pottern Family, which is a, a thing via social media that you know we kind of use to scratch each other's backs yeah. while they scratch ours. It's a big circle jerk <laughs> it is but it definitely <laughs> but helps it's important. It, yeah it definitely helps and it makes contacts. Well this gentleman um, like so many you know was affected by the hurricane but lost absolutely everything his fa- him and his family have lost their house, all their cars, all their possessions, everything. So there is a uh, GoFundMe that has started uh, and that we're going to be putting links up via Twitter, Facebook, all that happy shit to help direct people over that way. Because I just can't freaking imagine having everything just now gone. And it's, I think, hard to wrap your mind around that. And I know it's also easy to be like, well, you know, I don't know this dude. Not going to lend my time or thought to it. Mm Check it out. Just check out the page. Even if you don't plan on supporting, just give it a look. Maybe pass it may be on to somebody you Shared think might. Yeah, to help this uh, family that's in need. It's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's fucking is. horrible. So there are going to be links to this GoFundMe uh, in the episode description and on our uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and website. So uh, you can go to any of those places and easily click a link and uh, check it out. All right. That's all I got there. And with that, let's turn our full attention. Over to Kevin and talk about the sixth season of Comics Watching Comics. Kevin, I want to thank you again for being here. But before we get too deep into season six, I think it's only fair uh, for the listeners who didn't catch you last time you were on the show. Can you give a quick recap on what Comics Watching Comics is exactly?
0: Oh, my third subject, me and my show. Uh, <laughs> comics Watching Comics, think of Last Comic Standing and uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. People love to laugh, people love to watch, people who uh, watch stuff and make fun of things. We watch other comedians, uh, panel myself and rotating other comedians who are more tenured, experienced and definitely more successful than me. And we watch these uh, intermediate comics trying to you know, gain some exposure. We critique, we praise, we offer advice. Uh, and if they're, if they're really bad, we, uh, we shit on them. But uh, we pick a winner at the end of each season. Uh, the, the, here's a trick though, the, and then actually the winning comic of each season goes on to a live show, which actually should be going on Amazon in the next week or two. Here's the trick. Oh, wow. The, uh, the, uh, the, the home audience picks their favorite panelists that they want to see come back to, uh, uh the news, uh, another season. And that's the all-star panel, which will be season seven. It's already been, uh, filmed and whatnot. So. That's a twist of comics watching comics. So you're going to see other comedians watching comedians, and uh, like I said critique, praise, offer advice, all that good stuff, and with a little bit of a twist in it as well. So that's what the show is.
1: Now I'm very curious. I was, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, going into your sixth season, are you doing like one season a year? Is that how it's going? Have you been going six two years? actually? Two. It's okay. Two. So yeah.
0: In fact, I'm editing season uh, eight right now. Seven should be up. In about two months, maybe three, and then uh, after that, uh, eight should be up probably November-ish, maybe December.
1: Okay, so I'm curious then, I mean, you just obviously explained the uh, all-star panel, that seems, you know, that's obviously something that keeps these seasons connected, I think up and like you're saying up till season seven where you get that all-star panel. But aside from that, I mean, from season one to the now uh, season six, how's the show evolved?
0: It's, a, it's it's a lot smoother. I mean, if you're if you're watching, uh, I think it really makes a turn for the better. I mean, don't get me wrong; I think it's, they're all pretty good. But I really think around season four is where we really just try. I, we I figure out where we're going. I know how to how to shepherd everybody, if you will, and and, and just make things. Smoother, funnier, better. Uh, right. I would say that's the case. And uh, we're actually in talks with the casino, a well-known casino chain in, uh, that's, you know, around the country, and uh, you might be seeing a live show at a casino in, uh, near you.
1: So uh, you're saying a live comics watching comics or you're just saying everybody that's on the show is going to be like doing stand-up?
0: It's going to be uh, a lot. It's a bit of both in the sense of we will be – you're going to see comedy, but then you'll see us wait until the, uh, the comic does their set because we can't interrupt them in mid-set. That would be just shitty. Uh, as well as the panelists doing some time uh, you know, and all that. So you're going to see a, a bit of mi- a mixture of both in, uh, in this possible live show at the, uh, the Casino. That's going
1: to be interesting because yeah. there's there's it's one thing to be, you know, sitting in front of a camera with some people, you know, and watching and critiquing and being able to, uh, I guess, roll off insults to someone who's not right in front of you, but with a studio <laughs> yeah. with, or excuse me, with an audience. As well as that comic in front of you, is it, is it going to be? Film. Yeah, is it going to be like full on roast or is it? Uh, I'm, I'm very no, curious.
0: no, no. It's, a, it's not a full. I mean, look, it's ball busting to a degree. Like comedians, sure. I we're, were notorious ball busters, right? Right. Uh, the, the the roasting. I mean, it's all. Oh, I mean I hate to use the word roasting. It's mostly that's for people who really really eat shit. I mean, there, there's ball busting no matter where you go, especially in comedy. But, um, yeah, it, it's going to be part of it, but definitely not the focus of it, that's for sure.
1: I think that'll take off. I mean, as mm-hmm. much as people—
0: I th- God damn, I hope so. I,
1: <laughs> well, we're rooting for you, buddy. But no, Get I mean,
0: me out of corporate America for the love of Christ.
1: Stand-up has uh, really seemed to make a big comeback, at least it seems to me, within the past two to three years. I don't know if that's just my own observation. I think it has. It's— they the, just it seems, seems to become more a lot more shows
3: coming around again. lot it more specials.
1: I think, and I think the streaming services have really helped push oh, that along yeah. yep. with giving people their specials and stuff, you know, greasing that wheel again. So not only being able to see a live stand-up, but then people also like to see that kind of ball busting. You right. Know, like right. to see critique and, you know, with the, like American Idol, we like to see people sure. get critiqued after, after they perform. So. So many different levels, I think that would definitely catch on, especially in a live setting. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure.
2: And, you know, very much on that note, the kind of American Idol factor, uh, I imagine you you see a lot of rookies and a a lot of people sort of under the microscope here. What would you say is is like a common rookie mistake you run into? Like on American Idol, don't fucking sing Unchained Melody. Everyone does that. (laughs) That sucks, right? Like what's the thing that people keep doing that just doesn't seem to work?
0: Stop asking how we are. You're the 14th person to ask that. (laughs) We're fucking great. Uh, Not moving the mic stand out of the way is my personal annoyance. When people don't move that mic get the fucking mic stand out of the way, for the love of Christ.
3: I've heard that Uh, a lot on the show.
0: That, uh, having disjointed sets, you know, we want to know who you are. I guess that, here's our biggest one. Not getting to the funny fast enough. Like, you have five minutes. you got to come right at us with your best shit. Don't come at us with a fucking two, three minute story and hopefully that we didn't tune out by the – we don't watch the entire five minutes. Sometimes we do. Not often. You better come at us fast and furious if you want to catch our attention just like anything in real life. Don't come at us with some bullshit and expect us to stick around. Those I would say are the uh, biggest complaints that some people just don't fucking understand. You know, six seasons in. You should know this by now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And for aspiring comedians, great advice at the same time. It it
2: sounds like, then, that there's a lot uh, of—the attitude is really important, right? If you can't get to it quickly and be in that state of mind, would you say um, maybe, like, a really strong attitude can make up for poor material, or do they both just absolutely have to be on point?
0: Yeah, stage stage presence definitely helps. It can definitely help, uh, but, I mean— you can only have the, you know, some, some performers have gotten far because of their attitude, but it's, it's like the Emperor's New Clothes. But we will snip that out and go, ah, all right, there's a lot of bluster, no filler. So, and the show, I think what's really cool the show is, that, yeah, there's a lot of good advice for comics. What, the real goal is to put the curtain a la The Wizard of Oz and show, like, John Q. Public how comedy is, how impossibly hard it is. It's not just, hey, you're funny. Why don't you go be on fucking Jimmy Fallon or Comedy Central? Like, no, it's not even, you know. That made me say, hey, why don't you be the CEO tomorrow now that you're in the mailroom? You know, like, what the fuck? It's just showing people how hard it can be go through his comedy.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine the difficult. I mean, I've there have been several times I've thought, man, that would be something to try, stand up. And every time I, like, try to, like, think of a routine or anything, I'm just like, holy shit, like, where do you... sit there sh- thinking of the stuff is the hard part. Yeah, it's right? like saying, you... I,
2: I think I'll, I'll pick up violin tomorrow.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, you you have to put in your, you know, pay your dues, put in your chops, and really do some research. I mean... Yeah. yeah.
0: You can pick up that violin, but you're going to suck for a long-ass time uh, until yeah. you're able to really want to go play a, a concert, you know?
1: I mean, there's only so much no one jokes can do, then you have to learn how to play an audience, work with an audience, you know? And exactly. Know, like, getting up in front of people and say... Like he was saying, How's everybody doing tonight? I mean, oh, you're yeah. you're lending yourself to emptiness, to yeah. quiet nothing in return. Who's thrilled? Or or we're not even that.
0: Or people going shitty or go fuck yourself. Like <laughs> when you ask questions <laughs> that you're not ready for the answers to, that's when the heckling like you know, it begins and it could just get ugly. Like, don't come out then no one gives a shit how you are. Hey, what's up? You know, how are you guys? Hey just say, Hey guys and then like hey guys, boom. Hey, good to, good to be here. Boom. Just get into it. Don't ask an empty, open ended, an empty, uh, an empty uh, yes or no question or something like that.
3: It's like a rapper getting on stage and spending the first five minutes of the song going, uh, uh. You. uh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> are you telling are you, you're not a fan of DJ Khaled or whatever the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the worst.
1: Fucking clown. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. So after season seven hits and after the all-star panel has had their light you know does season eight then come and start that cycle over like working toward another all-star all-star panel or what's the what's the vision past season uh
0: eventually yeah season eight's already filmed uh we have a new master panelist for season eight eddie brill if you look him up he used to book letterman for years the guy's renowned as uh, as can be uh, so we're really happy with, uh, with, with Eddie in season eight and a pretty cool panel. We got Julie Hagar from this Howard Stern show, Liz Mealy, Mike Bichetti also from the Stern show as well as Artie Lang show. So we, uh, we really kick it up a notch with, uh, in season eight with uh, some of the names we've gotten in there.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, that's a good indication, too. Mm -hmm. Growth. (laughs) (laughs) Trying. We all strive for. Right.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I think if this casino show hits, then uh, that'll really be cool. And uh, you'll never hear from me again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. we'll become the peons. Thanks so much, Kevin. We'll talk to you some (laughs) other time. No. Can who? So uh, I have down for people to check you out, comicswatchingcomics.com and com. Now, I, you're also just available to watch on Amazon Prime, right?
0: Uh, the first four seasons are on Amazon Prime. After that, it's uh, it's going to cost you, like, the iTunes setup. You can buy an episode or the season. I ask that you buy the season because A, it's cheaper, B, uh, I've given you four seasons for free for Christ's sakes so You know how good we are <laughs> right now. Uh, And I find it's a shit out of my own pocket So it's 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 not It's going to my pocket not in Amazon I mean a little going to Amazon's but look It's a lot. It's going to my pocket So buy the seasons five, six, seven, eight, Everything after that uh, But yeah the first four for free So that's how I hook you in
1: That's a hell of a hook too Four seasons <laughs> yeah. my god
0: well, the reason why is because those four seasons were on YouTube. That'd be kind of shitty for me to charge you for what you could have seen yeah. a year ago. So I can see the logic in that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Maybe they won't notice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Except the comic It's funny. The comics who were on like five and six like, hey, man, do I have to pay? Yes, you have to fucking pay. All right. You're an Amazon video. You can't afford two bucks for the episode. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, you have to pay.
1: I mean, it's always a better deal to buy the season anyway, sure, I think, yeah, when you're looking at those cases. I mean, what you, if you do the math, I mean, they obviously are giving you a better deal with the season purchase, correct? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I'm and just I'm trying penny, to push people pound, that way. Yeah. yeah I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why you'd waste the time with an episode. Get the season. Get the season, people. Exactly. Kevin, is there anything else we need to touch on before we go?
0: Kevin Goatee on Twitter. That's G with double O T double E. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, KevinGotee.com for all my dates. Uh, Comics, Bunch You can see some behind the scenes stuff. You can see, um, you can order t shirts. The t shirt I have for sale there, 20 bucks, including shipping uh, there as well. Check out uh, photos from the, last, from the uh, last taping. It's all there.
1: We're going to be uh, putting links to all that stuff again on our uh, website, Facebook, uh, social media, all that happy horse shit. So uh, we're going to help get the word out on season six and get it in people's <laughs> that faces. That
0: should be the title of this episode is Happy Horse Shit. <laughs>
2: that could be the title of my fucking biography.
1: Kevin, I want to thank you for coming back, man. This has been a hell of a lot of fun, and we're we'll about to get you back on uh, in the future for future season releases.
0: Boy, it's always, always a pleasure talking to you indeed. Thanks again for the time. Always a good conversation. And uh, go play Fireball Island, for the love of Christ. It's a fucking laugh. Oh, I am so going to. <laughs> it
1: looked it looked awesome. Yeah, the next Candare plays. <laughs> there it is. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to CandarePodcast.com
3: where you can listen to the show, follow us on our social media, check out some of our YouTube videos, click the merch button and buy something. And check out our special guest page. And if you have any comments or complaints, send us an email on our contacts page.
2: And don't forget, on Facebook and Twitter, we are at Pod, And on Instagram, we are at Canned underscore Air. Also, Patreon. Very important to us. Hopefully, also important to you. Throw a couple of bucks our way. It's a huge help. Hit that $5 mark, and you're in the Founders Club.
1: And uh, not that I've uh, mentioned this to any of our listeners recently, but, uh, you know, we've been pushing the release of the upcoming, our second series, What If?, and uh, we were kind of worried that our, we weren't going to make our release date, but we got some news today that looks like things are chugging things right along. Things are going to yep. be chugging along just It'll fine, just so fine. I, again, I'm saying mid-October, we're hoping for that launch. My God, that's right around the corner. That's, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, we need it's to like get four on four weeks that. away. Oh yeah, yeah. We need to get to work yep. really quick. So, uh, very excited for that, uh, and we hope you guys are too. Go to Twitter, find us at What If Series. Same as on Facebook, right? It's What Dot If Series on Facebook. Okay. That one was a tough one to get a name. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find, isn't it? I had a hell of a time yeah. on uh, finding the, the Twitter handle, but. Anyway, yeah, uh, what if series. Give us a follow. Be in the know when the show drops, and uh, be in on the ground floor. I'm so excited. What we've recorded thus far has been damn good. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. But until then, uh, and until next time here, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon.
0: And Kevin Goatee from Comics Project Comics, only on Amazon Video. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it, and I wish I did not fall asleep on the (laughs) (laughs) queue. These things happen. (laughs)
1: No, thank you for being here and thanks everyone for listening.
2: I can't wait to see this movie.
0: But wait, Timmy's blind!
1: But what am I supposed to do?
2: Why not try a podcast? Spirit! Spirit! All the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the Canned Air podcast.
1: Finally! A form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation. Now we know!
2: And knowing is half the battle. GI Joe!
0: Welcome to Skype call testing service. After the beep, please record a message.
2: Me Afterwards, uh-huh. your
1: message will be played back to you. This makes me
2: nervous. Hello, I missed you. You know, the worst part of recording is like what? the sexual <laughs> tension this test call woman brings to the whole kid. Yeah, then I've cool. got to be all frustrated the whole time. Hello, I missed you. You know, the worst part of recording is like what? the sexual <laughs> tension this test call woman brings to the whole kid. <laughs>
0: If you are able to hear your own voice, then you have configured Skype correctly. If you hear this message, but not your own voice, then something is wrong with your audio...
1: I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event.